we have come to know it is changing. Some of the core principles of the rules-based liberal international order are being challenged by states such as China and Russia. The established truths and practices that we have based our foreign policies on are put into question. We see a transactional foreign policy pursued by the Trump administration, the UK's exit from the European Union, and the general surge of anti-liberal political forces in the West. How do Norwegians respond to these changes? What are the views of Norwegian foreign policy? What do they fear? Who should we turn to? Just before the corona crisis hit Norway, Nupi conducted an opinion poll in the Norwegian population asking about foreign and security policy. The answers we got tell the story of a people adapting reluctantly to international change. My name is Osman Veltin, and I'm here today with Nupi researcher Øyvind Svensson. Øyvind is a research fellow and a member of the Research Group for Global Order and Diplomacy at NUPI. He is also a PhD fellow at the University of Copenhagen, and he has a master's degree in international relations theory from the London School of Economics. Hi, Eivind. Hi. So, in your analysis of the survey results, you write that it seems like Norway is reluctantly stumbling into global change. What do you mean by that? Well, it's usually considered that a small state like Norway can't really change the course of global politics. But we are living in a time where, where things seem to be shifting. So Norway has been, you know, uh, fairly well uh, built into the liberal international order, which has been led by the United States. But we also see, you know, especially China emerging as a, as a real great power competitor to the US. So Norway has to to adapt to that in some sense. And so one of our main examples of this is in relationship with China. Uh, and thinking about the Nobel Peace Prize in 2010, Norway awarded that to uh, to the Chinese human rights activist and dissident uh, Liu Xiaobo, which, which you know, um, uh, caused upheaval and great anger in China. And it actually uh, contributed to a frozing of the relationship between Norway and China, which came out of great cost for Norway because of because of our exports, especially of fish to China. So then Norway had to balance, okay, we have liberal values on the one hand in our defense of, of um, human rights on the global stage, but at the same time we see emerging powers that are not so much concerned with these liberal values, but we still need to trade with them and have relationships with them. So these are the kind of dilemmas that we think about uh, that Norway has to adapt to in, in light of the changing international uh, order. Exactly. So, so our, our sort of democratic liberal island in the West is, is shrinking because uh, other powers are, are seeing the world in a different way. So, but how do these tendencies and dilemmas materialize in the survey? Well, there is still an overarching sentiment in the Norwegian population that, uh, you know, we should champion the multilateral order, we should cooperate with our Western partners, and there is a bit more skepticism towards cooperation with Russia and China. What has changed, of course, though, in, in the last years is the, the kind of threat assessments that say that people make. And, uh, you know, uh, go 30 years back in time, people were worried about military conflict in, the, in, in our near areas, especially maybe in the high north with Russia. But today, what we see is is more concern for for new kind of security threats um, that we need to to you know work together with other countries to solve. And in our survey, that is the pro the two most important concerns that people have in Norway. One is um, cyber 
attacks from from foreign countries, which probably is related to Russia in the Norwegian context. Um, and the second one is actually climate change, where where our respondents uh, have, a, well, I think almost half of our respondents say that it's one of the two most important security threats facing Norway. And, and people reply that we need to cooperate with other countries in solving this problem. And actually, we see a shift towards cooperating with European countries on this issue. Exactly. But uh, so, but, but how about epidemics? And we're, we're, we're in the middle of the corona crisis now. Uh, how is that viewed? Well, we did ask about epidemics, and this was in February, so before the, the, the global outbreak of the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, interestingly, it's actually the threat that we asked concretely about that the least people were worried about. So, so you know, I guess we can say that the Norwegian population miscalculated, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, pandemics in their threat assessment. <laughs> it, it's probably changed quite a bit now. But do but, but you think the corona crisis uh, changes things to to agree to the degree that we cannot trust the the survey results i don't think so i think i think you know covid-19 still you know uh, carries on the uncertainty about the changing global order and we don't know yet how how the coronavirus is, is going to change you know great power politics and competition in the world but i think still the other answers and the questions that really are important to Norwegian population when it comes to foreign policy, they won't go away. So I think some of this, this uh, findings in the survey still are very relevant. In the, in the survey, we find a certain d- degree of an emerging pragmatism towards great powers. And, and uh, uh, this, uh, this um, has consequences for, for our views of of whom we want to cooperate with. Can you say a little bit about that? Yeah, I think, you know, we've analysed this in light of the changing global order, which is one that is very much characterized by competition between the United States and China. That is, you know, the macro image of world politics. And what we see in our survey data is that the Norwegians are maybe a bit wary of this and just shying away from both of them. So there is a slight trend here and, and we don't know for, for sure why, but there is a bit of a decline in support for cooperation with the US. So still support for NATO is very strong, uh, but we've asked, for instance, people about whether Norway and European countries should, should spend more money on defense and security in order to, to be less dependent on the US. And there seems to be a, a tendency that that's what Norwegians want. And then also there is then much more support, actually, for cooperation with European partners. So we've asked about the United Kingdom, we've asked about France and Germany. And all of these countries, we find that Norwegians want to cooperate more uh, on security with. So, so maybe there is you know, a, a slight shift towards Europe in our data. And that, uh, and then you come to the eternal paradox, of course, that we, we support multilateralism, yes, the, the UN, NATO, uh, we're friendly towards our European partners, but we, would, we, don't, we do not want to become members of the EU. No, and I think, you know, we're talking about changes in the Norwegian opinion here. I think they're in light of the global change. That's, I still think they're minor. They're adjustments. And, uh, and when the Norwegians are champions of the multilateral order, uh, defending the status quo, that would also be Norway as a non-member of the European Union. So we've, we've asked the questions that are asked again and again about the Norwegian relationship with the EU. And, 
and for the time being, support is still very strong for the um, for the EEA agreement, which is the current setup. But there is not much support for joining the European Union. And then, when we ask the hypothetical question, what uh, would you do? What should Norway do if the EEA agreement were to cease to exist? Then there is actually quite a strong support for a for a weaker uh, agreement with the European Union. So very much an, an ambivalent relationship with the EU still, despite an. Uh, you know, an expressed interest in security cooperation with Europe and the EU. Exactly. But does Brexit change our view of Europe in any way? I think uh, one thing that's interesting when we ask about Brexit is that Norwegians are very honest about their uncertainty. So a lot of respondents, you know, just are very uh, honest and and choosing the option to say very that they are very uncertain about what the consequences of Brexit will be for for cooperation in Europe but in general we find that Norwegians would like to see Brexit cause as little upheaval as possible in cooperation in Europe and that you know despite Brexit that Europe and Europeans can still uh, you know cooperate on foreign policy exactly so we're we're longing for for a status quo in many respects and 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 of course the one big global power that is challenging this status quo is china and china is uh, in many ways our biggest concern uh, on on the geopolitical stage why is that well i think china as an emerging great power is one of the c- countries right that is not on board with all aspects and of this uh, liberal international order. So, uh, for instance, especially when it comes to sovereignty and the ways in which states can actually interfere in other states' businesses, we know that China is very much opposed to that. So I guess it is, you know, broadly speaking, there is an ideological um, competition in the US-China competition that Norway has to position itself against. So... Um, with China emerging as a as a you know stronger force in world politics, that causes a lot of dilemmas for Norway, and and that's that's what you know the the Liu Xiaobo example and the Nobel Peace Prize that we opened with sort of exemplifies for Norway. Exactly, and and uh, how's this uh, concern expressed in the survey data? Well, China is uh, the country that we've asked about uh, in terms of cooperation that Norwegians want Norway to cooperate uh, less with. So there is not a lot of people that want Norway to cooperate more with China. And then also we asked some questions about economics and, and Chinese investments. We all know the debates about uh, you know 5G and Huawei and all these. And most Norwegians, are, or not most, but a lot of our respondents are actually um, expressing an interest in seeing Norway protecting its economy from foreign investments from China. Exactly. This is this is rather paradoxical, though, considering our, our um, view of multilateralism and our, our foreign policy principles, wouldn't you say? Yes, and that's that's exactly the dilemma that Norway has to deal with in the shifting global order, because, you know, um, 
Norway is a champion of the liberal international order, but that means having an open economy that is, you know, open to trade with all countries, equal equality of opportunity and, and all that. But then at the same time, people in Norway want to be pragmatist in terms of, you know, in the relationship with China because of norms and because of these liberal principles, you know, and actually protect the Norwegian economy from Chinese investments, which is definitely not in line with the liberal international order, at least in principle. So to sum up some of our points, we find that Norwegians are interested in preserving the status quo, at least where multilateralism and global cooperation are concerned. We are skeptical about cooperating closely with Russia and China, and also increasingly towards the US. We also see a slight Europeanist trend with broad support for cooperation with European partners, Germany, France, and the UK. Also, on Brexit, we find that Norwegians want cooperation in foreign policy not to be hampered by the troubled UK exit from the EU. But we are still firmly decided on not joining the European Union and quite content with our current agreements with the EU. So what we are seeing may be an emerging pragmatism in Norwegians' attitudes to Norway's foreign policy and the global changes that we face. So thank you, Eivind, for participating in today's podcast and thank all of you listeners as well. If you would like to hear more from us, follow Nupi on one of your preferred podcast apps. And this episode and the survey that we presented here was financed by the Konrad Adenhauer Stiftung. And please read the full survey and see the results on www.nupi.no.